Hello and welcome back to the New Arc Podcast. Episode, goodness knows what, nine it must be now. Yes, nine or ten. Yeah, I reckon by the time it gets into double digits, we'll definitely have lost Cal. I think it's (laughs) nine, nine this one. But yeah, we're back again after the new year. So we're recording this, what is it, the, the 3rd of January after a lovely festive season christmas break without any covid lockdowns and we're back again to discuss the failings mostly of some more animals <laughs> you up for it Saf? i am and uh yeah not failings we're kind of discussing the merits of <laughs> all of the wonderful animals and their role on earth 2.0 you wish. <laughs> ah, well, we've got the usual housekeeping to do. Yep. We will skip all the drum rolls, but we have an announcement. We have voting over the festive season on dolphins, which was episode five, I think. Okay. Five. And say five. Do you think dolphins got on the ark? Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, how much sure. suspense can there be? Yeah, <laughs> I famously said at the end of last episode, if dolphins didn't make it in, I would eat my hat. So, I am proud to announce dolphins have made it in, and there will be no hat eating required. So, where but are not... we now? So, so five yeah. animal of the five, three have made it on. Three have made it on, so we have foxes, elephants, and dolphins, and ants been and it. cats. Ants and cats have been disqualified. Right. They're okay. gone so forever. That is mad. They're I, I dying. Get the ants bit. The... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, you were really thrown by cats, weren't you? <laughs> really, still am. Yeah. <laughs> Just on the dolphins' point, though, I had a really interesting conversation with a relative over Christmas dinner. Obviously, I was doing the tours of all the family across England, so some crazy travelling. Not very COVID safe. Uh, <laughs> uh, I managed to find someone who didn't want dolphins to come on the ark. So I was quite um, proud of that. Okay. Second cousin, Juliet. Shout out, Juliet. She made a right. very strong case against dolphins making it Wow, Okay. Mostly in that they just look very smug with themselves, which I personally <laughs> agree with. So, Luckily, I, the audience disagrees with you and Juliet. Um, they do. And dolphins, they do. dolphins do make it on. But they didn't win by so high a majority as elephants did. So elephants are still absolute favourite animals, which I'm quite happy with. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, anyway, yes, we're bringing dolphins on board somehow. No idea yep. how that's going to work. Oh, they'll but... have their own, the, the water section, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. They've tied a little is... leash behind the ark, just swimming along <laughs> in the bow wave. No, that'd be cool. Yes, but this week we are discussing giraffes. Giraffes. Which I think could be quite a tall order. Don't you? <laughs> I'm going to get in lots of giraffe puns. 
Yeah, we can build like a sunroof on our spacecraft, and the giraffes can have its neck sticking out. <laughs> oh, don't get me started on how on earth we're going to fit giraffes in the ark. But, I mean, we were talking just before we started recording, and I pointed out every episode so far I've gone with consistent themes. So I've been arguing mm-hmm. either the animals are murderous villains or conniving thieves or sexual predators or nymphomaniacs or whatever. And you've rightly brought whoa, me up whoa, on whoa, this. Whoa. One could argue it's a lazy line of argument, but... <laughs> well, I am all for <laughs> tradition, you see. So I thought we'd start off this mm-hmm. debate in the traditional manner, and I'm right. going to tell you that giraffes decapitate lions by kicking their heads off their necks, quite literally that female giraffes urinate in the male's mouths prior to them having sex. <laughs> so I think those two points in themselves sum up my entire argument for the forthcoming debate. I'm just going to rest my case here. Right. Well, my research goes against what you're saying, because my first point on that, because I knew this was coming, was that a giraffes are super peaceful animals right they very rarely fight and they're very very peaceful um so this thing about you know kicking lions heads off a surprises me but b i would argue that given their super peaceful nature that is self-defense which is allowed Mm -hmm. good on them because lions well can be mean and Ooh, giraffes I'd quote you on that lions can be mean <laughs> well for now you know i got to i got to i got to represent the giraffes so that's one second to further build on that point giraffes are friendly and social animals by nature so in the wild they live in herds they spend time traveling, eating, and resting together, so they're friendly with their fellow giraffe. But not only that, they enjoy being surrounded by humans as well. They'll eat from your hand, um, and they may even enjoy the occasional head pet. So giraffes are, you know, are brilliant, like great companionship for humans. They're great. They get on well with each other, and, you know, they... They're vegetarians, like, they're not eating other animals. Um, yeah, already I would say, you know, giraffes are off to a great start, so I, I don't know mm. what you're on about, mate. Okay, I have three questions for you, Saf, off the back of that. Firstly, how on earth are you petting a giraffe's head? Because this, <laughs> I think, is quite important to, to know. Well, Well, if you're at a higher altitude right then it's very easy or the giraffe could bend its head down to allow you to pet its head um it's possible if it walks up to you and you're standing on a what a fourth story balcony window you can then pet it yeah Yeah, i've seen this like amazing thing um and i was like this is amazing it was on facebook so obviously you don't know how real it is but it's a place um somewhere in africa um 
like a restaurant, hotel, resort type place where literally like the photo had like giraffes sticking their head through the windows and you could feed them. Have you seen this? It looks it's amazing. Called, it's called Giraffe Manor. Uh, it's in Kenya, I believe. Don't quote me on that. Kenya or Tanzania. I'd yeah. be well up for going there. That, that, that is I, a very cool place. I'll yeah, grant looks you that. very, very cool. So, Giraffe Manor 2.0 on Earth 2.0. Okay, my second question for you, Saf. Do you know what the collective noun for a group of giraffes is? You mentioned they were very sociable animals. Yeah, I don't actually, and I've been loving this segment throughout the series, so so do educate me. It's called a tower, which I think is an awful name for a group of animals. I mean... If any self-respecting giraffe would then not be part of a tower, full stop. I mean, who would want to call themselves a tower? We talked I about don't, ferrets. Ferrets are called like... a business or a flock of pigeons. is fine, but a tower of giraffes. It makes sense. They tower over you. They're towering. Oh. It makes sense. It's not that bad. There's nothing kind of inherently negative about the word tower. Eiffel Tower, Leaning Tower of Pisa. You know, towers are right. Like a towering figure in boxing or wrestling. I think it's all right. I know. No, no. I think you'll have to learn there are two pet peeves I have. First are the collective nouns of any animals, because I think they're a stupid concept. And I secondly, I don't like towers. Towers is a stupid word. Do Tower you have a fear a... of heights? Uh, not particularly, no. I just don't like the word tower. I don't like towers. I don't like the leaning tower of Pisa. And I think it's a horrible collective noun for a group of animals. I think mm. any other, like you get a crash of rhinos. That's a great collective noun. I'm going to say that forthright. Bring it up when we get to rhinos. But that <laughs> is brilliant. A crash of rhinos. A tower of giraffes. That's just it's silly. Too- it's a very similar, um, you know, whoever arrived at, it's almost like Tower of Giraffes brought to you by the producers of Crash of Rhinos. It's like, it's very much, it's very much from oh, the same, it's from the same thought process. It's very similar. So you're saying that rhino researchers and giraffe researchers are one and the same? Or they get together to share notes often, which makes sense because they live in the same habitat. You know, maybe they were they were having lunch at Giraffe Manor and uh, they were like, you know, crash worked well for rhinos. Elliot loved it. Brilliant. Let's go with Tower of Giraffes. Like, yeah, he'll love it. But here we are. (laughs) Now, I reckon it's like, you know, the system they use for adopting new emojis. So they've got a big... Uh, conference of of people who who play to sit on this board of the emoji decision makers and they pass or reject each new motion for for new emojis because mm-hmm. you have to make sure it works in the unicode for all these different platforms mm-hmm. uh, you've got the one person who so oversees it all it's called the the shadowy emoji overlord which i think is the role i have to take on in this board of collective noun decision makers so I am going to oversee henceforth the creation of collective nouns for all animals, and I'm going to change 
that for giraffes because tower is the worst collective noun for any group of animals that i've yet encountered i disagree but i suppose that's kind of very much in line with what we do so i disagree i think tower is great um and well a couple of facts i'll throw at you which you know i, I didn't know that but very very interested to find out that no two giraffes have the same spots which i thought was pretty awesome um because initially they all kind of look the same but apparently not very unique that just um, makes them harder to draw though it's like the the uk flag nobody can draw that you st also can't draw a giraffe because they were different spots why can't you draw the uk flag it's pretty easy dude I thought I was going too anecdotal, was it? Okay, I've never been able to draw a UK flag. Really? I can draw the Australian Why? flag, which is arguably more complicated. Harder. Yes, which is harder, yeah. But I've never been able to draw the UK flag. It's, it's so difficult because it's, it's a diagonal bit, so I don't know how those work. There's absolutely no sense to them. I can symmetry. draw, like, the St George's Cross. That's easy enough. Yeah. But the diagonal yeah. bits have just... I don't know where on earth they come from. 45 degree angle between the, the 90 degrees. <laughs> 45 degrees, so about sort of 30 degrees. Gotcha, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, but it's, it's not that hard. So I got another fact for you, which I thought okay. was pretty cool. Giraffes don't need much sleep. Only between mm. 10 minutes and two hours. I was like, what, 10 minutes? That's amazing. Two hours, uh, okay. Like, you know, it's pretty good, but that's like a nap, right? So they live on a nap for 10 minutes? That's mad. Yeah, well, they need the least amount of sleep of any mammals. So they win outright. On yeah, so, on, so, when, so when we're going to sleep on the ark and we need a bit of autopilot overseeing, the giraffes will be awake. You mean, Stan, no. We've already got elephants and dolphins on there, which are both also chronic insomniacs. So I think I think we're basically covered in that department. Dolphins famously only sleep with half their brain, as do giraffes. And elephants, it's about two hours of sleep a day. Uh, giraffes, they always quote different statistics. You're right, somewhere mm. between just a half an hour, an hour, two hours, that sort of mark. But I, I actually think that's a case against them coming because I've made this point previously and I stand by it that I think the animals we bring on board the Ark have to be moral exemplars for mm -hmm. the rest of us on Earth 2.0. I think we mm -hmm. should bring the, the kind, the generous, the compassionate, the wonderful, the sociable, Giraffes. caring they are animals. all of that. And being chronic insomniacs, as well as murderers and sex lunatics, I not, think that's the point against their name. They're, whilst we're asleep, what we want are kind, friendly, sociable, peaceful animals that are awake and keeping an eye out and ensuring everything's good. And that's what they do. They do this thing, which I thought was very cool. Um, where because they've got obviously the the long necks they act as an early warning system to other animals so they can spot predators such as lions and hyenas from far away and when they start running the other animals take note and flee as well so you know 
whilst everybody's sleeping, not only are the giraffes awake, they're actually work. They're like the watch. Is it the Watchmen um, on the Watchtower with uh, Game of Thrones? They, they, they are I was like just that. waiting for you to use that word again. You're not allowed to say tower henceforth. <laughs> I can see it Game coming a mile out. Game of Thrones, Watchtower, you know, brilliant. Just exemplars, exactly what the Doctor ordered for Earth 2.0. Okay, do you want to hear my third question for you? Because, I mean, you've just been going on and on and on about grass babies, <laughs> lovely dovey animals. <laughs> do you know why giraffes have such long necks? I don't know. Evolution. Because trees are tall. Evolution. Okay, so most people think giraffes have long necks so they can reach tall trees, so they can eat the yep. leaves right at the top of the trees. If you've yep. ever been to Africa, you'll know that no tree is as half as tall as most giraffes. So that is evidently not the case. The okay. reason they have such long necks is so the male giraffes can fight all the other male giraffes by whacking them with their necks. It's uh, fighting. It's called necking they do. And it's beautiful if you want to watch it, but it's also completely murderous and deadly. And lots of male giraffes die in the process. But they I, I knew literally you would, I knew you would bring this their up. Necks. You would yeah, bring yeah. this up. And here's, well, the counter-argument is that when I said they were super peaceful animals, there was a mention that sometimes males hit their necks against each other, but this very rarely results in injury. So I think what you've done with the, the murderous giraffes is you've blown things out of proportion. I think it's kind of what people have done with Mr. Omicron, right? The, you know, people are blowing things out of proportion, and I think you've only gone and done a, whatever, a Boris on giraffes, mate because the statistical deaths of giraffes through necking is very, very low. That's somewhat true. So you're right, very few animals <laughs> die from fighting their own kind. That's a fact of nature though, because if you had an animal which kept on killing it basically itself, then it wouldn't survive. So the way that most fights work is once you have one male giraffe, which is clearly going to murder the other giraffe, they kept on going, they both stop. The inferior giraffe runs away quite quickly, 30 miles per hour, and the winning male giraffe saunters off into the sunset, kissing and being urinated on by the female giraffes. Still, giraffes are deadly. Their force, when they swing their necks into each other, is far, far greater than that of a professional heavyweight boxer. Could knock you out of the ring if you got hit by it. So, I mean, yes, they don't often kill each other. They sometimes do, but they're still deadly. Well, I think, you know, these are two males, right? So we can very mm. easily address this issue by bringing a male and a female giraffe onto the ark as part of our quota of two. That way, we don't have to worry at all about any giraffe neck knockouts. And yet we can have all of the positive stuff like giraffe manner. Like them urinating in each other's mouths. That, what two giraffes do in their own time 
really none of our business. And, okay. and I'm sure that, that that behavior is not limited to giraffes. I'm sure that happens across the animal kingdom. I've never encountered it. <laughs> you're, you're right, lots of females pissed to show they're on heat. But I've never heard of them doing it in the male's mouth. I think that's another Well, step. They, 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 they don't advertise it, but it's just mm. kind of, you know, some... I'm sure some of them are into it. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. Ah, okay. Well, my next point of contention for you, therefore, is that giraffes famously think to high hell. I mean, you can smell them it's about half a mile out, uh, and they have grown quite renowned uh, for this bad stench of theirs. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I personally wouldn't want to have a, a giraffe stinking to high hell on the ark. Uh, famously, they actually stink so much that it kills all the bacteria on them and the microbes. So if you can imagine that, just like, I don't know what the human equivalent would be, going with, without showering for many, many years until... <laughs> I don't think it works with humans, but until you start killing off all the bacteria on you, Maybe they did that in the Middle Ages. Maybe it was some cunning health ploy. But giraffes mm. smell so much, it kills bacteria. Well, the bacteria bit is a positive because we can learn from that. And, you know, that will allow us to... No, not, no we can learn... Yeah, go on. We, we, Let's try we, it. We can, yeah, no, 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 not that way. I, I'm saying, like, our researchers and our pharmaceutical companies can develop you know new kind of um cures by learning how giraffes do this and you can do that without the smell so like yeah. that is yeah you just you just do it um mm. so that that's a positive the smelliness I don't know. I think we can uh, we can address that again. You know, we can mask that with with perfume, or we can you know there there are things that can be done. Like in a highly technical civilization, that smell and also like I don't know, man. Like I'm pretty sure like I've been near giraffes at the zoo, and they weren't any smellier than anybody else. So I again I don't know. I I I now have trust issues with you because I'm not sure how much of an exaggeration this smell thing is you know like does it it may be so smelly that the bacteria dies but to the human nose which is kind of the benchmark given where the decision makers and where aboard the ark is it that much of a order of magnitude difference versus say a zebra or an elephant or Yes, I can answer that question for you. Yes. We encountered all of these animals in the wild. I, I mean, every animal has its unique smells. So uh, famously, leopard piss smells like cheese and onion Doritos. So that, that's quite a nice smell, I must say. Uh, lots of antelopes smell a bit cheesy. Uh, so that, that, that's okay. That's not too bad. But giraffe smell is just not great. 
I don't recommend it. And I also want to hear how you plan on applying this this full body wash or this perfume to the giraffes. Because I think that could be quite a logistical challenge in itself. You need a very, very long stick with your sponge. No, no, no. We're not talking about some archaic sponge stick operation. We're talking about like a much more professional. It's kind of like, you know, when you're on the airplane, they spray, you know, they, they just walk around with the spray. It's kind of like that. So Do it's they? almost like you'd have... I've never been on a plane like that. Oh, they spray the cabin. They've been doing it for for yonks, but like I'm sure they do it more now because of COVID. Um, but you just have like these sprays, so you know a giraffe would just go into this kind of like room. It just gets sprayed, and it's like done. what, like one of those automated toilets. Have you ever seen those? Which you close the door and they automatically fully wash themselves. I think they're quite cool. Oh, okay. okay. Have you found those so, yet? Like that. I haven't found one that washes... No, I haven't, actually. Where where have you seen yeah. them? Maybe they're an Australian invention. They're very clever, right. though, and they talk to you and they play you music or whatever. The toilets oh, of the wow. future. Slightly over-engineered, some might say, <laughs> but there you are, there you are. Okay, so you think we can perfume up giraffes t- to be suitable for, for arc travel? Uh, kind of like Febreze. You just, uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, with some effort, with some effort, perhaps. The other peeve I have with giraffes is that they effectively massacred fashion for about a century. Have you heard of Zarafa? No. No. Okay. So Zarafa was a giraffe in sort of early to mid 19th century and she was a gift from uh, Mohammed Ali of Egypt who was the presiding whatever the position was at the time not, not, not the boxer not not the boxer no uh, a bit a bit before his time um, but yeah a gift from Egypt to Charles X of France and Zarafa famously went on a big long journey uh, crossed the dividing ocean, what's that, the, the Mediterranean, uh, walked 900 miles through most of France uh, and ended up in the Jardin des Plantes, a big botanical garden in centre of Paris, and started this absolutely ridiculous craze in fashion. It was called La Mode à la Giraffe. And you get people wearing giraffe spots and having giraffe uh, sort of neck hairdos, which go several metres. Okay. Which is a bloody impractical thing I can possibly imagine. But, I mean, if, if we're saying that we're going to take these animals on board to Earth 3.0, then we're going to live with them, take their wisdoms on board... This is a very famous case from history in which we've tried to take on the fashion wisdoms of giraffes and failed abysmally. So I think giraffes deserve to lose their place on the art simply for destroying French fashion. Well, I don't know. French fashion, you know, especially back in the day, one could argue was overrated. Uh, we got leopard print, Ooh. you know, so... 
giraffe print is fair, fair game. Um, uh, giraffe spots are way it's... too big. Nah, it's, it's, it'd be like wearing cow print. You don't wear cow print, do you? I think you can. I think you can. <laughs> um, you know, but again, you know, like we fashion is so subjective and if someone wants to you know you know because they go in cycles so it's only a matter of time before you know all things come back round so mm, you know, if, if, yeah well if, if people want to do it they can do it but uh, you know it's, it's all part of the freedom of expression uh, built into Earth 2.0 so we can't discriminate um, you know, amongst people and their fashion choices, and we can't discriminate against animals based on whatever influence they may or may not pose to fashion on Earth 2.0. Do you think so? Well, there's one other indeed. thing that giraffes have ruined, and you mentioned it earlier, actually. It's evolution. So um, have you heard of Lamarckism? No, I haven't, actually. Ah, so, I mean, they've sort of just started teaching it in schools again. But famously, when the theory of evolution uh, was first propounded by good old Charles Darwin and Alfred Russell Wallace, there was one major competitor to this theory, and it came mm -hmm. from a bloke called Lamarck, as one might expect. And he believed that uh, an adult could acquire certain traits within their lifetime. So in the case of a giraffe, an adult giraffe might grow its neck longer to reach taller plants or to whack other males to death. And then that giraffe would pass the characteristic onto its offspring. So the mm -hmm. baby giraffe from this long-necked male giraffe who'd been reaching lots of plants and killing lots of other males would also have a long neck and so on and mm -hmm. so on and so on. Obviously this is not how evolution works. You can't pass on acquired traits like that. But it's completely thrown off evolution and discussions for the subsequent whatever it is, 300 years. So I mean it's still very much believed in certain bizarre circles today. It's still got a following. It's blatantly not supported by the science except in very rare circumstances epigenetics and all and this has thrown off the field of scientific advancement for donkey's years to, to mix metaphors which again this is a crime against humanity quite apart from fashion dude for a start that sounds really good to me i need to look into this because it sounds pretty legit and b like you can't like that's what you need you don't need consensus thinking you need you know creative you know different opinions and that is the point so rather than arguing that it's held us back this is exactly well done lamarck exactly the kind of attitude that we need today i think this kind of like copycatting you know agreeableness general consensus not to rock the boat i think that kind of cowardice is uh, not what's needed in the scientific community uh we need more kind of lateral thinkers that put forward their own theories 
and then that can be subject to the scrutiny of the you know the scientific method or whatever but i'm all for it well done giraffes for inspiring it's not scientific at all that's cherry picking data lamarck looks at giraffes sees giraffe have long necks assumes that good giraffes up, grow good, long necks pass on their offspring no that that's good cherry picking that. data that's that's not science sorry but science well, well, is, is taking what we know taking the laws and proven theories like evolution on board going with what the data shows and then building off that on the shoulders of giants and all that razzmatazz yeah but it's okay to have these opposing ideas come in and it may not prevail long term as clearly i i'd heard of darwinism but i haven't heard of lamarckism um and you know i'm just like on the outside very much on the outside um so yeah like i think it's fine like we need more of these types of theories um to put into the pot and then you know and then kind of the the most credible one will rise to the top but it's fine to add them all in so again you can't blame the giraffes and i don't think it was a bad thing you were a lamarcky reporter are you saf you reckon he, well, he gave uh, it a good go join the french the french are still quite proud absolutely. of him good old they should be yeah, yeah, he gave it a good go. He put his head above the parapet, wasn't afraid of getting shot down. You know, not that's, the watchtower. <laughs> no, that's for the giraffes. Okay. He, he, he was confident that whilst he's sleeping, the giraffes were doing the watching on the tower, and that's what gave him the good night's sleep for him to come up with such a fantastic theory. Yeah, well, if you're a scientist don't need sleep. Who was it who thought up the periodic table in his dreams, supposedly? Mendelssohn or Watchmotiv. Okay. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. You just need to dream it up. Didn't yeah. Edison famously hold some, like a ball in his hand so he'd drop it when he fell asleep and wake him up again? He didn't like sleep really? much. Because then he'd lose all his good ideas. Well, he, he stole a bunch, didn't he? So... If you write the history, you can write it however you like. Okay, I've got a few quick points to, to raise okay. since yep. we're drawing to the end. Firstly, giraffes seem disproportionately to be subject to a whole range of laws. And I think this points to them being lawbreakers. I'll give you a few examples. So in Atlanta, it's illegal to tie up a giraffe to a streetlight to a telegraph pole. So clearly, giraffes have been standing next to streetlights and or telegraph poles. And the Atlantan government has introduced this law. Equally, in Chicago, it's illegal to fish from a giraffe. So clearly, giraffes have gone fishing. When you say yes. Atlantean, are we talking about Atlantis? Or Atlanta, are we talking about Atlanta, the US Atlanta state. Georgia? Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, and then Chicago as well. And in Chicago, exactly. These are giraffes that are native to the area or giraffes that have escaped the zoo? Well, it's the US. You can keep whatever pets you like. So the, these are non-native giraffes. You don't get many giraffes in America, but these are clearly 
law breaking giraffes in Chicago and Atlanta and goodness knows where else, which are fishing and standing next to lamp lampposts and causing all manner of civic disruptions. So I think bringing giraffes to Earth 2.0 is just asking for trouble. They're going to be running amok in the streets, standing next to lampposts, urinating on lampposts, going fishing, killing all the dolphins we've got with their big long necks. It's, it's going to be anarchy. Well, we can put in place fines for the owners of said giraffe who are being irresponsible, not the giraffes themselves. So, you know, the owners would get fined and the fine would be set at a sufficiently high enough level so as to discourage said bad behavior from the humans who are responsible and not the giraffe. No, it's the giraffes that are responsible. They're standing next to the lamppost. They're yeah. going uh, fishing. Uh, they're pissing on telegraph poles. Always uh, the humans, mate. It's always, always the, the humans, humans is it? Yeah. There's no such thing as a bad pet, just bad pet owners. Very wise words. Very wise <laughs> words from someone who hasn't kept pelicans as pets. What have you? <laughs> okay. Right, here's a here's a little point. Let me let yes. me give you a little rebuttal, which is that giraffes are vital to keeping the ecosystems in balance. They eat and browse what others cannot reach. It floats um growth of forage and opens up areas for themselves and other smaller browsers to make use of. Also, they are a keystone African herbivore. Um, we've talked about this before. This word keystone keeps popping up, uh, which is quite handy for me, um, but sounds very important. So we should have them on the ark as one of our keystone animals. Um, yeah, man. Um, yeah, they, 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 they have the, they, they prune and distribute seeds across the terrain, um, helping to keep the habitat managed for other wildlife to use. So they're helpful on top of being friendly and sociable and peaceful. Okay, Saf, I challenge you to tell me something that giraffes do, which elephants cannot. Because elephants can reach tall leaves. Famously, they stand on their hind legs and rear up and do all that jazz. They've got a trunk to give them extra reach. And I don't know if you've seen many giraffe droppings, but they're a fraction of the size of that which elephants produce. So elephants clearly distribute more seeds. They've got something like 50-odd uh, species that live in their droppings alone. So that, that's a habitat in and of itself. I contend you the point that elephants are effectively the same as giraffes. <laughs> No, you, they're clearly different looking, and I think, and I think that in and of itself, in terms of diversity, you know, you can't ha imagine like the kids and the grandkids of Earth 2.0 not being able to, you know, having heard of like the myth of giraffes on Earth 1.0, and they're like, Dad, like show me a giraffe and somebody points at an elephant and says well Elliot said they're the same <laughs> and therefore we don't have a giraffe like that would be just unacceptable 
Now, I would be very content with that. And those children wouldn't have to go about trying to draw giraffes, which all, as you've stated, look very different with different spot patterns. They also wouldn't have to draw UK flags, which I think is a tremendous benefit of moving. So I'm, I'm going to be off in a heartbeat and I hope giraffes won't make it. Well, I really hope they do because they are one of the iconic animals when you think of Africa. Giraffes, is it like the big five or something? Is that is that right? There's like a Yeah, and giraffes aren't on it. Are they not? There's elephants, buffalo, rhino, lions and leopards. Buffalo. Buffalo and rhino are the same thing. Well, well, the big five are actually the five hardest animals in Africa to hunt. The five most dangerous for hunters is how the big five emerge. But yeah, now famously well, they're right. the key African so, animals. So, gotcha. So we can re re um, re frame that on Earth 2.0 because that's just, like we're not we don't we don't want to you know put danger up on a pedestal. We just want the five awesomest animals. So yeah, giraffes, elephants lion you know like uh, lions or tight like we we need five sufficiently different looking animals to represent the breadth and scope of african animals so buffalo rhino elephant only one of them can come so elephant cool you can't all big gray creatures are the same yeah it's not yeah well Okay. Well, giraffes aren't grey for a start. Well, if you paint them. But... And they're big, but in a different way. They're tall, they're not fat. <laughs> Hippo, hippos, elephants, rhinos. We just pick one, you know? Like grey hippos are cool. They have a different mm, colour. Similar, similar. Similar, okay, similar. They got sort of tusks. Okay, give you yeah. that. Rhinos got horns. Yeah. Buffaloes yeah. have got different horns. Yeah. Giraffes, nope. Well, they've got ossicones, which are effectively horns. So the spiky things on top of their heads, most people would call horns, but. But they're not very spiky, though. Oh, well, that's, that's, that's actually how you identify the sex of a giraffe, whether it's spiky or not. Right. Horns. But it's but it's not like the female spiky. giraffes have spikier horns. Oh, wow, okay. Because they haven't it's rubbed them not... against other males, killing them. Right, but it's still not super sp- spiky. Like it's not going to do the same level of damage as a tusk or a rhino's horn. It's depending on whether the giraffe has swung its big long neck at you and whacked <laughs> you out the ring like Muhammad Ali. Um, okay. I have, in that case, three final points for you, which I'll shoot mm-hmm. at you rapid fire. Firstly, mm-hmm. as you yourself have admitted, giraffes are big. We already have elephants on the ark. We don't have room for giraffes. And it's blatantly of blimmin users try to fit them on board any sort of vessel as we've shown secondly giraffes cannot cough and are incredibly prone to throat infections as you'd expect with their ridiculously long necks so there are a huge covid risk with omicron and goodness knows whatever variants going to come next they can't cough that's brilliant 
No, that means you can't tell whether they've got COVID. They'll be like the rubbishy asymptomatic people who just go around spreading it willy-nilly. No, that, that's going to be disaster. And thirdly, giraffes cannot swim. So when they rock overboard, they are going to drown. Almost every other animal, theoretically, could sort of swim. But giraffes, absolutely out of the question, because they're so ridiculously built. Well, they don't need to swim because their neck's always above water. No, that, that's not how they're weighted, though. They just sort of topple over. You can imagine <laughs> that. Like, like they were doing sort of freestyle, that sort of orientation, then they drown. Like a tower that would topple over. Yeesh. No. <laughs> Definitely not. But most other animals sort of orientate so their head's still almost above mm -hmm. water and giraffes just go... Okay. Go well, bubble bubble. We, we, we'll give them a, a life vest. A life uh, vest. Which, yeah, which will sort out the, the, the drowning problem. Uh, what would the other okay. two quickly? Sorry, where do you put a life vest on a giraffe? I'm quite curious now. You do you put, put like a little on? life buoy around its neck or does it go around its waist? Both. Just to be Both. safe. Both. Okay. <laughs> I'm still not sure that helps, but I think you need one of those really long, tall sort of buoys that you well, can just rest its neck on. Something like well, that, maybe? Yeah, we can. That's an engine. Just it's a. It's just a logistical issue. So we. No, we I know what they that. need. Have you ever encountered like the sort of inflatable sort of basketball hoops you get for playing pool sports? Mm -hmm, they yep. can deal with one of those. They can just mm. float it on top of the water, go up two meters, whatever, rest their neck on that. There we go. So, so that, slightly that, unstable. That's... They'd still drown, but be a big quite sight to see. Well, I don't think they drown, so that'll save them. What are the other two again? One was... They're going to bring not... COVID with them because they're absolutely dying of throat infections and they can't cough, so they can't tell you they've got COVID. They also have no vocal cords. So importantly, they cannot speak to you to tell you they've got COVID. And thirdly, they're very large, so you can't fit them on the arc. Right. So the, the sunroof that... I kind of touched upon at the very beginning addresses mm -hmm. the because they're not very big they're just tall then they so, can't walk if you've just cut a hole in the floor for them to peep through yeah they don't need to walk they don't need to walk they don't need any exercise there. Oh, they're just going to stand just, still for the several years it takes us to get to earth 2.0 treadmill genius genius exactly exactly so that addresses that. Um, and then I actually think the fact that they can't cough is brilliant because we don't need to we'll save on face masks. Um, that's great. If they're asymptomatic, they're asymptomatic. You know, um, whatever. We'll just bring, you know, we'll just bring, um, you know, whatever, vitamin D and zinc on board and we'll be fine. It's no biggie. Bring lots of vaccines and all that jazz. Yeah, yeah. The vaccines don't actually do anything against COVID, though, because we still got COVID. Yeah, People exactly. still catch so, COVID after getting all the vaccines and the booster shots and what exactly. have you. So, so I think more, more kind of like focused on health. Um, okay. You know, you know, good, 
building up the immune system, organic fruit and veg, you know, sunlight, exercise, all that jazz, and on the we'll treadmill. Be fine. Yeah, on the treadmill. On the treadmill. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, I, I think we'll be fine. I, th- I think you know they will add some much needed variety. I think Giraffe Mana 2.0 will be fantastic. Um, another good little revenue generator. Um, you know, for, for Earth 2.0, uh, fantastic for space tourism, I suppose. Um, yeah, I think they'll be, they'll be great. They'll be really, really great. And they're friendly and they're peaceful and they're helpful. And they're helpful. They can be the lookouts in the crow's nest and not the watchtower. Yeah. 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 Ah, there you have it. There you have it. Well, I think you know what we're going to have to do. We're going to have to leave it to the audience to vote. See what they think about giraffes. Whether they think giraffe treadmills are a viable option. Whether they like the word tower. And whether they can draw a UK flag. I think they're important points we've come up with from this debate of ours. So you can vote on all three of those matters. And whether we, of course, we bring giraffes on board. And with that said, we will see you all next week for another smashing episode. First one in double digits where we lose count. And we're going to be discussing... Pandas. Pandas. Seth was waving wildly there. He clearly had something <laughs> in mind. We're going to be discussing pandas. Cool. I think pandas will be an interesting one to discuss and they're definitely not making it on board over my dead body. (laughs) The end, full stop. See you then.